Hello everyone, and thank you for joining me on today's episode of Everything Star Wars. As we all know, Star Wars Visions, the new anime Star Wars show, will be coming to Disney Plus shortly. So today, I will be going over my thoughts about it and some other facts about it. We just got a special look from Disney Plus about it, so I'll be going over that. I'm not going to play it, but I'll go over my thoughts about it, and... Also, I'll be going over some things that are on StarWars.com that you can feel free to check out. Also, there will be a, um, a full Star Wars Visions panel, which will be available to watch tomorrow, or today rather, July 5th through 16th at the official Anime Expo site, which you can find on uh, StarWars.com. So without further ado, let's jump right in to what I think and what is going to happen in Star Wars Visions. But first, a word from our sponsor. Now, let's dive right in. Star Wars Visions will arrive September 22nd on Disney+, Plus, so make sure to be ready for it. Now, here's one of the great things about Star Wars Visions. It's not going to be canon. As StarWars.com says, Star Wars Visions storytelling didn't have to fit the timeline, which is Great, in my opinion, because it's not like they can mess anything up now. Now, if only the sequels weren't canon. Also, this is just... The the reason they did that was because uh, they wanted the producers and studios just to have full reign of the story. They wanted them to be in complete control of what happened. They didn't want to have to make them abide by any rules, which I think is also great. See, with another problem with the sequels is that they kind of had to stick with what they already had. They couldn't create any new wacky stuff, which they kind of tried to do, but also kind of failed to do, so... This is, this is going to be good, I think. They'll have free reign of whatever they want to do. Uh, so we have seven confirmed studios and nine shorts so far. And uh, the studios are Kamikaze Duga, Gen Studio, Twin Engine, Studio Colorado, Twin Engine, Trigger, Kinema Citrus, Science Saru, and Production IG. And uh, so there are two of those, or two of two of those, two pairs of those, are uh, each doing uh, two stories. So we got uh, The Duel, La Panocho, Tatooine Rhapsody, The Twins, The Elder, The Village Bride, Akakiri, T.O.B. One, and The Ninth Jedi. And this looks pretty epic. Now, so... If you watch the video, you'll see none of the episodes really have uh, the same uh, looks, none of the same visual aesthetic. And that's just going to be great, I think. I mean, I've never been a big uh, anime guy. I haven't watched anime. Um, but I think this looks really exciting. Uh, so this apparently was a long time coming for Star Wars. Um, and it makes sense because a lot of Star Wars was based off of uh Japanese culture, or at least ancient Japanese culture. Uh, and one thing, for example, is the Sohei. The Sohei were the monk soldiers, or warrior monks, of the of the medieval and feudal Japan. And these guys were basically uh, what the Jedi were based off of, uh, which is really cool, and it makes a lot of sense. So the Sohei um, were these basically protectors who uh, protected Japan, basically like the Jedi were intended to do. 
Uh, and a lot of their we uh, weapons and dress are similar. So they wear robes, just like the Jedi, and they have a signature weapon that really only they use, just like the Jedi, as in the lightsaber. Um, and even one of these guys, the most famous of which, or one of the most famous, named Tajima, was called the Arrow Cutter, because he uh, was so skilled that apparently he could deflect arrows or even chop them in half, similar to Jedi do with their lightsabers. So this is just very cool. We got this uh, Japanese culture, cultural background already in Star Wars. It makes sense that they'd be doing this. And apparently all these episodes are going to be shorts, or at least shorter than full-length, or at least 22-minute episodes. So it's going to be uh, smaller than that. Uh, and what's going to be great about this is all these studios or, and all the creators in them are massive Star Wars fans. So they're not going to do anything absurd, um, which is going to be interesting because for the Acolyte, um, the person who created it or the person who's creating it, they haven't actually seen Star Wars and they're definitely not a huge Star Wars fan, which is really interesting. I might dive into that in a later episode, but... So it's going to be different than that. This is going to be people who know and love Star Wars, as opposed to some other stuff co coming out soon. So uh, this was supposed to come out a while ago, and I uh, just wasn't able to because of COVID. Um, the Duel from Kamikaze Duga. Uh, that episode it infuses Star Wars with Japanese iconography. So it's just going to be really cool. Um, it's going to be this battle between a Jedi and a Sith. And the lightsabers look epic. They look like the Darksaber does, much, uh, very katana style. And uh, it's going to be like super Japanese looking, which is going to be great, I think. Uh, it looks really good to me. Um, it's also going to be a story about um, having to choose selflessness, which is, of course, a core Star Wars theme. For Geno Studios' Lopin Ocho, the visuals reflect its messaging. The design style on this short really focuses on the collision between natural beauty and encroaching industrialization, says Lopez, and that's uh, one of the creators. I'm getting all this by, at StarWars.com, by the way, so feel free to check it out after you listen to this. And this is also, uh, this episode is also going to feature a space bunny person, which... Who knows, maybe could be similar to Jackson, who is another space bunny person. Um, that'd just be really fun, because Jackson is a really cool character. You should check him out if you don't know who that is. Um, Tatooine Rhapsody is going to be very interesting. Uh, Rhymes says it's going to be a Star Wars rock opera. Uh, and we just took a chance, and they really blew us away with the style and the characters and the tone. And really the heart of what is best in Star Wars about found family and the dream and it's also going to include boba fett and jabba the hut so i'm looking forward to that one um the twins and the elder uh these are going to be basically spin-offs of what we get in star wars so the twins this is going to be uh luke and leia but as evil basically they're going to be dark side users and the elder well this is just going to be a classic star wars master and apprentice uh trope and that's just going to be really cool i think the Village Bride by Cinema Citrus follows a fallen Jedi, but uh, as uh, Shirk Kasi says, it's poetic, meditative, and romantically bittersweet. 
And this short also approaches the Force in a really unique and surprising way, too. Which is going to be great, in my opinion, because different takes on the Force is what I love about Star Wars. Is that, that's what you can do with Star Wars. It's just you get all these different views. That's what I liked about the sequel so much, is that they expanded the Force in so many different levels and directions. So I'm really excited for that, too. Now, Science Saru's two shorts, Akakiri and T0B1, have uh, kind of similar, they're similar, but it's going to be different at the same time. It's beautiful, yet a painful story about a princess, uh, which is what uh, Shira Kaki says, of the first one, Akakiri, and, uh, but it's going to be a good one. And then the next one, T0B1, is going to be about a droid who wants to be a Jedi. And <laughs> I really like that concept, because if... That, that would be very powerful if a droid could be somehow fueled by or powered by or even just infused with midichlorians to be able to use the Force. My cousins and I were actually uh, theorizing about that or maybe just joking around, but it is still a really cool concept to, uh, if, to create a Force-sensitive or Force-using droid. It would be amazing. I don't think they're going to go that deep with it, but it's a really cool concept, and I'm glad they're doing something like that. Um, so Astro Boy is a anime, I've never seen it, but the man who directed that, uh, named John Ottman, or he didn't, he didn't direct it, he did the music for it, I mean, he'll be doing the music for this, too. And apparently he does, like, really big instrumental, uh, orchestras, which is gonna be really cool, I think, because, of course, Kevin Kiner is similar in that sense. Kevin Kiner did the Clone Wars and Bad Batch music, which is great, I think. So, hopefully it'll be similar to that, but, of course, with a different take. Uh, Lucasfilm was especially excited to work with Production IG, makers of The Ninth Jedi. And I'm really excited for this story. First of all, it's got a great title, The Ninth Jedi. Very mysterious. It started out as two separate shorts. One was going to be in a time where the Jedi were all but myths, similar to how Luke Skywalker was in the Legends, in the Legends timeline, how he was but a myth, and everyone was like, oh, Luke Skywalker, oh my goodness. Um, but now... We're going to get a new take on this, and it's going to be about the daughter of a lightsaber smith, which just sounds so cool, um, and she's going to have to be delivering lightsabers to a group of Jedi. And the other short story that they combined into, that they combined with this one into one story, The Ninth Jedi, was going to be about eight warriors, Jedi, um, learning that they're Force-sensitive and having to uh, come together to, well, do who knows what. We'll have to find out. And uh, now we're that uh, Rime says we brought those two tales together to create something really epic and special, and I'm just really excited about that. It sounds cool to me. Uh, while all the shorts have original scores, there's something extra special about the music for the Ninth Jedi. The score was recorded at Musa Kawakasi Symphony Hall, an acclaimed modern venue. I don't know about that, but it sounds cool to me. Star Wars fans who don't know anime, fear not. This is the last thing, my last point. Lucasfilm is confident that you'll find something to enjoy in Star Wars Visions. These things go together like peanut butter and chocolate, WoW says. So hopefully they love this combination as much as everybody on this panel does. I, for one, am really looking forward to this. Like I said, never been a big anime guy, but I don't see why that's going to keep me from uh, loving this Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I'm a pretty big fan, if you couldn't tell. 
And uh, I just think, I think this is going to be great. It's not going to be canon, so nothing to worry about. Just enjoy it for what it is and uh, the new concepts that it brings. That's what I'm going to do. I am really looking forward to this. I hope you are all too. So thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoy. I'm going to have a poll at the end of the episode on Spotify, which you'll be able to access like I did last time. Didn't get a lot of response. I don't know if it's because it didn't work or because you were just lazy. But either way... Uh, check that out. I'm going to have a poll asking um, uh, whether or not you're excited for this or what you want to see or something like that. Just at least respond to the poll to let me know if it works. I just got this ability from Anchor and I just did it on my last episode, uh, the Bad Batch Breakdown episode. So thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you uh, like the episode, make sure to let me know at my email, which is in the podcast description and in the episode description. And until next time, may the force be with you.